0: looks like you're wired for sound there, so I'm gonna put this one back. Oh yeah, I don't need that one.
1: So how do you think I feel when, when we get more and more testimonies coming and I'm thinking I'm running out of time? How do you think I feel? I feel really good. I I would like to run out of time, and I've told you that before, and I'll tell you again. If the testimonies keep coming, I will not preach. So if you really want to not hear me, just keep giving.
0: Okay. Okay. Actually, mine is very, very short. It's just kind of continuation of last week uh, most of you were here last week some of you were not but just (laughs) I said it (laughs) yes you did say it and uh, I'm a firstborn as you can tell I'm sometimes a little bold and of course growing up on the mission field sometimes makes you that Um, but I just have to be so encouraged today because in my little you know daily devotional I'm reading outside on the porch I said Paul the scripture today is the one that I used all the way throughout Japan when I'm riding in the trains and and uh some of you heard it last week but it's such a wonderful uh scripture you know when Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life and I would say it in Japanese watashi wa shinri de inochi de michi de and which is I am the only way, what I just said. And when you can tell people that, well, that's what God's word says. So, you know, I would say I challenge you as I prayed when I was in high school, Lord, is that really true or is it false? And the Lord will reveal that to you. So be encouraged today as God just speaks to you in little and big ways of how to witness and uh, he just blessed me of course by healing me Uh, i had surgery right before i i left and thinking there's no way i can go so god will make a way when you think there is no way i had no voice on the uh, saturday night before we were supposed to sing together but on sunday morning my voice was right there so it was a lesson over and over again every day and we know that he's with us every day, every step of the way. And isn't God's word just gold, a gem to just encourage our hearts every day? So thank you, Paul. We're looking forward to this Mother's Day to hear about, uh, let me see, home and nurturing. And oh, that would be the Lord, about end times in heaven. Yeah.
1: Do I ask for any more? <laughs> if anybody else. Do you have one? Okay. We'll keep them coming. Oh, That's right. okay. I'm fine. Hi.
2: Um. So I have been praying a lot for my workplace. And um, most people who... Who are who I work with are very comfortable in their lives, and they've got the nine to five cube jobs, and and I'm I'm you know amongst them, and I've just been praying that um, there's a specific woman who is um, she's just really on my heart a lot. She just has I feel like she just has an orphan spirit, um, and she recently it was a year ago today that she lost her father. Um, and so this past week she was having some issues with just being able to be around people. And she um, she was missing from one of our meetings. And I didn't really notice until I thought she was just having a meeting with someone else or, um, but she came up to me and another coworker who she's close with. And she was like, I had to go into the medical room because I think I was having a panic attack. And and I And she was like, I've never experienced anything like that before. And I was like, I have those. I know what that, I know what that feels like. And she, and she was like, really, do you, you know, she was just so childlike in that moment. And she was just like, does it, do you feel, are you, you know, does, do you do this? Do you do this? And I was just like, I just, I just pray. And, you know, and then I come, you know, and then she was just like, well, thank you for sharing that with me and that, you know, that you get those too. And. Um, so, but then she went back to her cube and I was sitting at my cube and I was like, okay, I really want to say something more like, but what do I say? And so I literally just got up and I was like, Lord, speak through me. I have no idea what I'm going to (laughs) say. Um, and so I just kind of, I went to her cube. She's right across from mine. So, um, I just kind of knelt down and I was like, you know, I, I understand like what this is and I don't know exactly the grief that you're walking through right now, but I just want to offer you support and if you need somebody to walk with or, and I would love to pray for you and, and stuff like that. And she was just like, okay, well that, that's really nice. Thank you. And so I, that's kind of the first time that I've even mentioned prayer or anything to her. And so I'm just going to be praying for like that. She'll be receptive to just even for asking for prayer. So yeah. yeah
1: isn't that special it it doesn't depend on a kind of personality whether you're introvert or extrovert or how where you are or how you are it depends on reliance on the lord way to go selinda naomi do you have a testimony
2: oh okay
1: She's a testimony. That's right. Okay, we'll pause for a moment. If if you, I'm ready to preach. I'm ready. I just want to make sure here. If you're you're saying, should I do it? Should I do it? Should I do it? Okay, the answer is yes. So, hope brings cope. If you have something to hope for, it will help you cope. Like water. Thank you, Naomi. Naomi is very thoughtful. I don't need this, do I? No. <laughs> okay. Let's let's give some examples. If if school is hard, you're gonna get out at the end of the day. If work is difficult, you can think toward the end of the day. If it's Monday, you can think toward the weekend. And thinking toward the weekend, doesn't that give you some hope for the week? What about winter? Was anybody having a difficult winter this year? Anybody find that the cold was difficult? And you're thinking, well, what are you thinking? Spring is coming. You have hope because you have something to look for. Hope deferred. So if your your hope is taken away. Here's the wonderful thing about biblical hope. It's not I hope so. It's not I hope so. I I hope I pass the test. I hope I get a good grade. I hope the uh, offer comes through. It's called an anchor. It's stable. It keeps us stable in the midst of the storm. So we want to attach our hope to something that doesn't go away. How in the world could Paul say this light, momentary affliction, which lasted probably 30 years for him, how how could he say that's just momentary? Because he attached his hope to something beyond time. You can't Keep a guy down like that. If he has hope that is built in eternity, there's nothing you can do to uh, put him down. So we want to look toward eternity and back today and see what we have to hope for. And if we can see that, then we'll lock in with that hope and it'll affect every day of our life, every moment of our life. Sound like an okay deal? We're going to look at Revelation 21. If you have your Bibles, you can open them up. The Scriptures are going to be there in front of you. But we'll look as well to Revelation 21 and ask God to give us a kind of blazing hope that does not go away in the midst of disaster. What does Paul say in Romans 5? It says suffering produces character and character produces. So the very suffering brings us hope because we're saying there's something future when there will be no suffering and so we can look for that. Someone says, well, that's all in your mind. That's a good place for it to be. If it's in your mind because our mind is being renewed. The way we think is the way we live. So just a little picture here. Let's see if I got it with There it is, there it is, yeah, the black one. So, God said, what's the first verse of the Bible? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I'm sorry in the back, if I was sitting in the back, I wouldn't be able to see it. The only problem with glasses is you lose them. I lost my glasses. (laughs) Pray that I'll find them. They're somewhere. She's got that right. So God speaks forth the earth. Soon afterwards, there's conflict and suffering comes, death comes, breaking down of relationships, irritations, frustrations, separation, conflict, crying, weeping, mourning. Jesus breaks in on the earth after many prophecies about his coming. He comes as a baby. dies 33 years later, goes back to heaven. Sends the Holy Spirit, God's presence in the earth, through the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit with us to comfort us, to encourage us, to empower us to do what God wants us to do. But Paul is directing us beyond this earth to a new earth, to a new day, And so we're going to read what the Bible says about this new day. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. As a young person, I used to think about heaven, and I wasn't really grabbed by it. I wasn't grabbed by pearly gates and golden streets. It didn't do much for me. When I began hearing about the new earth, earth that attracted me because I could think of mountains and rivers and valleys and peaks and flowers and trees and hiking and exploring the Bible tells us many times not just a new heaven and a new earth in fact very interesting Bible says I'm going to go to heaven but it also says Heaven is going to come to me. It's a renewed earth. It's a restored earth. Listen to Matthew 19, where Jesus says, Matthew 19. Peter says, we have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? Verse 28. Jesus said, I tell you the truth at the renewal of all things when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne. So there's going to be a renewal of all things. The earth is not simply going to be destroyed. It's going to be renewed. It was baptized in water. In the end of times, what's going to be baptized in? Fire. And it's going to be renewed. Someone wants to ask me, will my pet be in heaven? And I said, if you need your pet to be in heaven to be happy, you'll have your pet in heaven. I wouldn't be at all surprised if God will have our pet L- Lucy might be there. <laughs> I don't think there will be cats in heaven. I, oh. <laughs> I don't think cats can repent. They, <laughs> dogs will repent for everybody. Cats don't repent for anyone. <laughs> right. So I I hate to disappoint you if you. I am looking forward to a new earth. And I have hope placed in what God will do in that new earth. Second, I saw a holy city, the New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. What do we have to look forward to? A wedding. No one is as romantic as God is. It starts with a walk and ends with a wedding. That's how we enter in to the new earth. We, saw, we went to a wedding uh, a couple weeks ago. Brides always look beautiful. <laughs> Martina was dressed for a wedding. And, and how beautiful she looked, and how happy she was, anticipating... A new life you're anticipating a wedding with the desire of the ages what could be more wonderful than to spend eternity with Jesus and if you think of a wedding you think of all that they're looking forward to the intimacy God who created intimacy between a man and a woman is going to do better in the new earth than in the earth. and so you can anticipate all the desires physical and spiritual fulfilled in the new earth and I heard a loud voice okay someone wants to get this message out so it's going to be loud from the throne well that's that's the that's the Houston of the universe this is the control center and what is this person saying now the dwelling of God is with men isn't that reversed Man with God. We're going to see God. No. Now the dwelling of God is with men. God's changing his address. Is it right to say that God is in heaven now if he is everywhere present? Yes, it is. I'll answer my own question. Why? Because Jesus talks that way. He said, our Father who is in heaven. I'm going back to be with my Father in heaven. God is in heaven. That's his local presence, although he's universally present. God is in heaven. What happens in the new earth? Where is God's address? It is earth. It says so right here. You have that to look forward to. The personal presence of God. Not mediated even by the Holy Spirit or by the Son. But God the Father with you. Dwelling with you. That preposition. Don't you love prepositions? They're humble. They point away from themselves. God with man. And he will dwell. That means stay. That means abide with. That gives me hope. That's something I can anchor today in. If I have a bad today, I'm going to have a great tomorrow. And if you can hope, you can cope. If you lose your hope, you're going to throw in the towel. Anybody feel like you're ready to do that? Anybody struggling so much that you want to throw in the towel? I was speaking in Finland once to a group of pastors. And before I started my message, I just felt led to ask them this question. There are pastors, about 90 pastors. I want to know how many of you have had the feeling in the last two weeks that you wanted to throw in the towel. Ten of them stood up right away. Some, they started crying as they stood up. There are people here in this room that feel like giving up. Maybe because you don't have hope. Because if you can embrace hope that there's going to be a new earth that there's going to be a new romance that there's going to be a new relationship with God himself actually dwelling with you can you handle it can you hold on I heard of an experiment when I was in college many years ago that they did with rats And they they were testing to see how long they could tread water. And they lasted X hours. And I'm trying to remember how long it was, but it was about 11 hours that they could tread. So the second test they did was at about seven hours, they brought up a platform for these rats just for a couple seconds and then lowered it. They treaded water for 28 hours. What does that show? Even in the animal world, there was something that changed their mind. They said, that's going to come up again. There's, there's something that's going to give me stability. And if you lay hold on hope, you can endure anything. And I mean He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order, this is the old order of things, this whole existence here. This is the new earth. And this new earth has no end. It just goes on forever eternal bliss the only person that could ever think of that would be God non-stop non-pain think of it the irritating boss the overbearing neighbor the difficulty in relationships the brokenness the separation the death I look forward to teaming up with my dad in ministry, and then he got cancer. We prayed for him. We believed for him. He died. I remember when they were putting the casket in the car. I was crying. The separation, the pain. I think of a friend over at North Heights, Steve Tenney, sometimes work out with him. You, you know Steve Tenney? He works out, and his son was turning 18 in a month. He contracted a disease when unconscious, never came back, never recovered, died. And they celebrated his birthday without him. And to talk to Steve about it, it was horrendous grief. All of you have stories of sorrow, of sickness, of frustration, of irritation, of pain, of separation, of death then think of the time when there will be none of that. Not one irritation. We have many irritations in one day. Many frustrations in one day. Think of an eternity with non-stop, uninterrupted bliss. That's enough to shout hallelujah. Yeah. My, oh my. That's what God has prepared for you. And if you put your hope in that. See, you're to live now as if it's there. We're to live for the time to come. We're to live for eternity. We live backwards from eternity. It's not we're not looking for the end of the day where we can get a break from work or a break from school. We thrust it out into eternity. Then we look back from eternity. We say, because I have that, this is the way I live today. And so I can call a day's interruption or a year's interruption or 30-year interruption. I can say that's light. That's momentary. I don't want to insult you, but what you are going through is momentary, right? It is momentary. It's a flash compared to what you have to look forward to in eternity. If you have any tears to cry, cry now because you don't get to cry in heaven. There will be no tear ducts. You will not cry in heaven. You will only laugh and rejoice and celebrate. Nonstop, happy? day, happy tears. For you, if you need happy tears, you got it. You'll have whatever you need to be absolutely fulfilled. He who was seated on the throne said, "I am making everything new." He's not making new things. He's making all things new. He's renewing. He's recycling. Mm -hmm. To him who is thirsty. Mm -hmm. As Bob said a couple weeks ago, we want discontent. We have needs. We have physical needs. We have spiritual needs. We have longings. We have desires. In heaven there will be no desire, no longing, Mm -hmm. no need. Left unmet, from being thirsty for water, to be thirsty for love, to being thirsty for relationship. Imagine no desires unmet. Do you go to bed with any desires unmet? Oh my. Because we're living in this earth now. But as we look forward to that new earth, that's what we look forward to. He, will, he who overcomes will inherit all this. I will be his God, and he will be my son. The word city is used in chapter 21 and 22. 20, I, let me see, how many times is it? I've got it, oh, 11, 11 times. There's work to be done. And in the new earth, We will have responsibility. And they will reign forever and ever. Well done, good servant, his master replied, because you have been trustworthy in a very small matter. Take charge of ten cities. That's quite an upgrade. Faithfulness in this world will bring extra responsibilities in the next. Does that... Disappoint anybody who thought you were going get, to get to have a jacuzzi for 100 years? For one who loves responsibility, you're going to have extra responsibility. For one who is lazy and doesn't want any, anything more to do, that might upset you a little bit. But there's something wonderful about God sharing his reign with his people. To him who overcomes and does my will to the end, I will give him authority over the nations. God just doesn't do it for us in the new world. He does it with us. And we enter in to this wonderful life with him. Finally, rewards. Chapter 22. We got most of them in 21. This is in chapter 22 verse 12. Behold, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me and i will give to everyone according to what he has done i think we have stayed away from rewards because we don't want to talk about works but the bible talks often about rewards what is this about a loving gracious god who gives us grace to do his will who calls us to do it gives us grace to do it and then rewards us for doing it it's all grace from beginning to end. He pours it on and then he rewards us for doing what he tells us to do and gives us grace to do. Anybody ever won any rewards? Any awards? any Been at any banquets and won something? You received some honor? You received some attention? God's going to give you attention. He's going to reward you. And I've talked to people who said, yeah, but I'm no Billy Graham. I'm no... Mother Teresa, I just teach this Sunday school class with five, six-year-olds. What about you? How kind of God who doesn't ignore when someone gives a glass of water to somebody. He shall in no wise. what does it say? loses reward God doesn't tally your sins but he tallies the rewards and if you're humble, quiet unassuming and doing the kinds of things that Celinda was doing with that girl, if you're simply doing it not to log up rewards, but simply out of obedience to God he counts that a glass of cold water heaven is going to be a wonderful place and it's going to be right here Let's pray together. And I want to start by praying especially for any here who who are struggling with the whole idea of hope. Father, I pray that you would throw them an anchor I pray that for any who are here who are saying, I don't know if I can make it to the end of the day, let alone the end of the week or the end of the month or the end of my life. We pray that you would change their way of thinking. I pray that you would change their mind today. I pray that you would Allow them to think in a different way about today and about their eternity. So that they could grab an anchor that gives them stability. I pray for any who are saying, this is too much for me. I don't think I can endure it. Come, Holy Spirit, come even now. Come right now. Come right now into our thoughts. pray for those who have some hope but need need uh, to gather even fresh hope
0: mm-hmm. I pray father too that you would restore hearts where the the picture we've had all winter is that the heaviness of the snow but we see Lord how there was green underneath you are watering you take that Lord a soul or heart thats been longing for more of your water of life and bring restoration. As your psalm, Psalm 23, says, He restores my soul. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We look to you today and we thank you.
1: I'd mm-hmm. 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 like you to break up into groups of two, three, the most four like you to take maybe one of these or more and grab onto it, share it together, and pray together for one another for hope, for God to give you hope for whatever your situation is. So go ahead and spin around now.